Well, welcome to a uh, special edition of the Flames TV podcast, and uh, nice to gather around a table uh, for some significant news like this one. The eighth general manager in Calgary Flames history officially named today, uh, and it's Craig Conroy, man. We know uh, very well, and uh, so happy for you. First of all, uh, you called it your dream job. What, uh, what's it like to officially accept uh, your dream job here in Calgary? You know, it's, it's surreal, really. I mean, I kind of, I don't know if it's completely sunk in, but, uh, you know, I've been here so long, two decades, and to actually be sitting here, the GM of the Calgary Flames, uh, it almost doesn't feel real. But I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the one good thing is we got a busy week ahead of us. So, yeah. you know, I don't have to think very, I don't have to think about it very long. Well, just it kind of goes, yeah, naturally, right? I mean, you just sink into what you're doing this week, and uh, you mentioned scouting meetings, but, um, you know, what about, you know, kind of now the next phases? And uh, I'm sure you've given this a ton of thought already, but does it kind of feel instinctual in some ways to just kind of jump in with, uh, with, with what the list has in store? Well, it is. You know, that, that's the one thing. I've been getting ready for the draft the whole year. Yeah. So you've done all the work. You've done all the bios. You've, you've you know, you're with the scouts. You've seen the players. You know, so I, I really believe we're going to have about 90% of the list done after this draft obviously we have the combines coming still gathering information but then we'll tidy it up right before the draft and, and be ready to go I feel very out of all the things that we're having to do I feel very comfortable at the draft what was the interview process like because there was you know obviously a lot of external interest so your situation being quite unique in the sense that you're coming to work every day and you're seeing Don working around the office uh stressful yeah there a lot of closed doors uh Don <laughs> You know, definitely could hear voices, and I'd shut my door. It was, uh, you know, it, it, and it's part of it. I sure. knew it was going to be that. It was just, you know, I have to come do my my thing. I couldn't just stay home. Yep. So yeah. I just was going about my business, and Don was good. I mean, Don, you know, I know uh, he probably had interviews where he wasn't in the office, and he went and had to do all that. So I just went about my business, and when we had our interviews, you know, I felt like I didn't feel like at my first interview went – as well as I would have liked, right. but I thought the second one was much better. You know, only because I think they wanted me to nail down exactly what I was going to do, and I think sure. there are moving parts. But So when I came back in the second, I said I would do this, 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 right. this. Right, yeah, detail process, yeah. yeah. Uh, you talked about two decades in Calgary and, and, and the passion. I know, you know, we've obviously talked a lot, you know, here in this building, but, you, you know, you see, you see it uh, from you all the time, um, you know, can you describe sort of what it would mean and what it does mean to be part of this organization and, and working toward a championship within this city and this organization? I mean, it's always been where I wanted to be. I mean, even yeah. when, you know, obviously uh, I didn't get re-signed after the 04 run and I was lucky enough to come back. Uh, I don't know what it is about the city and me and, you know, and I think maybe it's, I never got that close to actually winning a Stanley Cup, but it was right there. I had two chances and it slipped away, you know, unfortunately. But I, I just saw how this city rallied around that team, how they just rallied. Even when we lost, I think probably our, our party was bigger than their party. It yeah, was weird. Yeah. Like, and I just thought we have to bring a Stanley Cup to here. It's back to Calgary at some point, you know, and obviously it hasn't happened. It's been a long time and we first round exits, are frustrating but moving forward I mean the goal is always the same it's to get in the playoffs and and have a chance to win a Stanley Cup I'm watching what Florida's doing right now and you know they seem like a team that's destined to do it yeah yeah love that conversation that you had with the media just moments ago about Ken King and and sort of letting you know that this was an opportunity in management to win that Stanley Cup post-playing career did you ever have a dream of becoming 
you know, a general manager like you had a dream of being a player and, you know, being a part of an organization that way? I didn't have the dream to start. It was always be a player. Yeah. Could I play in the NHL? You know, do I play one game in the NHL? Do I play a thousand games? That was really the goal. But I think when you start, now your career is over and having those conversations with Ken and then thinking, you know what, you still can win a Stanley Cup. It's just you're not down in the ice, and it's way more stressful up in the box. I will admit, you know, you're on pins and needles up there because you're not going to take the draw. You're not going to have a chance to score a goal. You can't do anything. You know, you just can sit and watch, and and it's it's stressful. It really is because you're like, you you know, you live with every play and you die with every play. So, you know, to be a part of it now and then, you know, I guess at some point it was to be a, you know what, you do this, we're competitive people. We always want to be at the top you know we want to do it and I think that's what drove me to play in the NHL and that's what drove me to hopefully be a GM one day and I did think you know with Brad here I was going to go somewhere else you know if if we did well enough there might be an opportunity to to move somewhere else but then when Brad left you're thinking oh no there's a chance to actually do it here and to be sitting here today is you know like I said it is a dream come true this is a dream job for me in hindsight, did, did did you need that time? Like when you look at that learning curve of, you know, you're as a player, as you said, it's one track mind. It's play, play, play. What is that learning curve like on, on this side of it? And how prepared are you today versus, you know, when you were just getting your feet wet in management? Oh, I feel much more comfortable. I mean, I guess it's a learning curve because you see the things you do right. You see the things you, where you've made a mistake and sure. how to correct those mistakes and not do it again. I mean, they're not easy to do. I mean, but... You've already lived it once. You've experienced it. You're not doing it for the first time. So I think that's that's kind of the thing that's I take away from everything. Yeah. Being here 12 years, we've done some good things. We've done some bad things. You know, how do I make sure we limit the bad things? I know I'm not going to be perfect. I know I'm not, I'm going to make mistakes. You know, and and I think in this job, no matter what you do, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. You have to have thick skin. You know, and I do think that's one thing that I've been able to take away from playing coaches have been very hard on me you know my whole career and I don't think they hate me as a person they're mad at what I did on the ice and and they let me know it you know and fans will probably be the same Same way way, if I if I do something they don't like and that's okay the uh, that's their right to do that your role as an assistant GM I mean you're in that chair for I think almost nine years to the day obviously being in the Flames front office for even longer than that but I'm curious from your perspective in preparing for this new you know, challenge, how did that role evolve over the years and, and really get you, sit, you know, your feet wet to this point? Yeah, I mean, I think the one nice thing is uh, everybody I worked with uh, from Jay Feaster when Brian was here and then Brad were inclusive and they let us do a lot, you know, and be a part of it, to be in on inside, you know, those those little conversations where you have to make decisions. In the end, they always got to make those decisions. So you're always in the back of your mind, would I do that? Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're a team. So once that decision came, we move forward as a team, you know, just like on the ice. You win together, you lose together. So, you know, that was it. But you're always putting like little, I think I would like to do this differently. I would like to do that. So you're always kind of putting a little checklist how you would kind of, if you were in charge, how you would run things. You know, and you're always looking to get better. I mean, as a player, people are always coming to take your, your spot, so you're always trying to get better. And I think in this role, you're always trying to get better. You know, Chris Snow and I always talk about other sports. I mean, I would love to know what's going on with baseball. I would love to talk to a football team, so, you know, and just kind of get – maybe they won't give you the, the real inside to everything, but how do they do it? You know, what do they do? 
that's differently than what we do and how can we do it better here in Calgary? That, what that process might entail, right? I mean, different sports, different calendars. There's yeah. always little things I'm sure that, that you, separate them, right? You would love to, you know, like you are always, I read articles about what the Yankees do. Obviously a big Yankee fan, you know, I have friends uh, that are working in the Dodgers now and you're like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. and I know Snowy's got the Red Sox and all those connections and you're always thinking, I would love to just go sit and just sit in the meetings, listen, see yeah. how they do their scouting meetings. I mean, obviously yeah. different players, but I'm a big baseball fan and, you know, would love to see how they kind of go through their process of locking down players, obviously much bigger draft, sure. but yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, those things, those things have always interested me. And, uh, you know, hopefully maybe at some point I'll be able to reach out and get invited somewhere. What, what does it meant? Uh, what does it mean moving forward to have, you mentioned Chris, no, to have Brad Pascal guys who you've gone through these meetings with these conversations with to have them right beside you as you, as you begin this next phase. Well, I think what I like about it is they know my strengths and weaknesses. I know what their strengths and weaknesses are. And, mm-hmm. and you're not trying to figure each other out early on. You know, Chris Snow and I battle. <laughs> Just so you know, like, we battle. But it, it's good, you know, because thing, his, yeah. his mind, he thinks differently than the way I think. Yeah. You know, doesn't mean he's right all the time. Doesn't mean I'm all right. But it brings that conversation up. And then as a group, we can kind of work through it. But it's, uh, it's, it's great to have. I mean, I love those debates. You yeah. know, when you think about the players on the bench, there's always some arguments going on. Uh, some people think you should dump the puck in. Some people should think you should carry the puck in, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it definitely is one where you want to be pushed and you, you want to push each other to get better. Yeah. And I think that's what the staff does. And to bring Dave in and outside sure. perspective, I think it's great. You know, I think it's one that's going to help us because he's going to see things – maybe even a lot differently than we are. And I think then we can work together and come up with a, what works best for this, this team. Yeah. Kind of on a similar note, you talked about players needing to come to the rink, you know, in a good mood and have yeah. fun doing what they're doing. I can tell you're having fun doing what you're doing, <laughs> but surrounding yourself with a staff that, you know, you talked about yeah. being in lockstep, but also willing to have some of those difficult conversations. How does that all kind of come together in your mind to build a championship team? You know, I mean, that's what it is. That's a team. Not everybody's going to get along in a team. Not everybody's going to agree on a team. But in the end, when it's time to play that 60 minutes, we got to come together. You have, you know, if I was in a scrum, you're going to have someone's back you know, you're not that mad at people for those, for that time. And I think that's the way it kind of works upstairs too. You know, you come together and Hey, we're going to have disagreements and who we should sign, who we shouldn't sign, you know, how much money this guy's going to get, how much money that if there's trades, you know, but we're going to work through those and, and get the best deal that's for the Calgary flames. And I do think it should be fun. You know what we're going to, you know, I said, maybe there's things we can do, you know, to kind of bond and, and become, become closer because it's all about that. I mean, when you come to the rink, you want to have fun. It's a game. I saw a father and a son yesterday when I was walking on my car. The little guy had like a super long stick. He was so, I mean, the stick was like five times bigger than him. And he's just having more fun. I'm like, that's what hockey's all about. Yeah, it's yeah. about having fun. You know what? And if you're, if you're doing that, yeah, the rest will come, I think. Sticks are getting expensive. You got to save. They got a couple years out of them. That's yeah, all the he's better. got about 15, 20 years in that stick. Easy. Well, that's, that's smart. True. You can't cut them down because then you're Absolutely. buying a new one right away. Uh, exactly. Yeah. We. Uh, I mean, listen. We, we, there's endless things we could talk about, and, and I know you've got you know a few things. You, you detailed some of that in the press conference, but I know the, the coach is one thing I wanted to ask you about, and, and maybe more so just you know in the type of person that just kind of goes on the topic that you just described, like that winning and that fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talked about getting youth into the lineup, and, and we saw glimpses of that, and maybe just sort of some of that 
excitement that come, can come with it. Does, does that new coach, I, I mean, I, I would imagine that has to kind of share that belief or share that kind of, you know, at least that, that framework uh, in terms of trying to get these guys ice time and make, you know, give them the opportunity to, to show what they can do. Yeah, it's the communication factor. Yeah. It's the, not every player is the same. You know, so they have, you have to know what makes every guy tick and how you push those buttons. That's huge. I mean, the coach needs to figure out what gets each player motivated yeah. and then does it. It's just, it just one kind of one idea just doesn't work for everybody. So I do think that's a big thing. I think that leadership quality, you know, you want to have someone that comes in the room with a presence and people look up to and guidance. And I, do, I still do believe as much as we're talking fun and, and letting them kind of be creative and yeah. enjoy themselves, there needs to be, you need to be held accountable. You know, yeah. it still needs to be accountability in that room. So I do expect the head coach to, you know, he can do all the other stuff, but if he needs to be accountable, that's mm -hmm. part of it. I've always felt, I like that. I don't like gray areas. I like black and white. This is why you're not playing. This is why you're playing. If you do this, you play. If you don't do this, you sit on the bench, yeah. you know, and I like a little life on the bench too. I like to see the coach get a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. fired up at times. Yeah. You know, I watch different coaches around the league all the time. And, you know, I think some are very stoic, but when there's a time, they're not afraid to kind of show that, uh, the passion, because when they show that passion, it goes through the team. Yeah. They don't, they can't do it every, every game or every day or, you know, yeah. but every now and then you're kind of like, Whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it wakes everybody up on the bench. Some animation. And I think it's good, yeah. you know, so it's, it's going to be fun. You know what? And I think it's one where I want to grow with that coach. Like I said, I think yeah. it's, you know, we, we got, we got to be a team together. Not I'm your boss, this and that. I'm not telling you to do, we're going to work together. We're going to collaborate on this. We want to win. What type, I won't let them pick players, but what type of player do you think we need for these roles? And then, that's my job and the scouting staff yeah. to go get those players. Right. Let me throw one more at you here because I'm curious just from, you know, having the good fortune of working alongside you for the past few years and, and knowing that you've been flying all over the place in your role as AGM and touching base with players, prospects. And you mentioned in your press conference, Elias Lindholm is going to be one of those guys that you reach out to right away. Relationship building mm -hmm. with players. Is that a key focus for you moving forward with this team? It is. I mean, it's always been part of my job. I mean, I think that's what one thing Brad said, your relationship with the players. Uh, you know, I wasn't the best player in the world. I spent two plus years in the minors. I've been sent down. I've been put on waivers. I've been traded. I've been in the first line. I've been on the fourth line. I've been a captain. You know, I, I've kind of ran the gamut of that. So I can, there's not really much that any player in the league has gone through that I haven't gone through. And, you know, I wasn't a superstar, so for sure. Those guys are different. You know, they, uh, the pressures and things are a little bit different for what they go through, but I can relate to most players. And, you know, I said the worst time I have during the thing is always training camp. I, I've been cut. It's, yeah. it's awful. I mean, you're crushing a guy's dreams. That doesn't, but that's part of the job. I mean, we have to do it and you move forward. And, you know, when I've done it, I mean, you feel terrible, especially the last few cuts because guys know they're that close to, right. to making it. And, you know, I think that's where those relationships, maybe in years past, Serge Savard, I never really, I, I said hi to Serge Savard, that'd be about it, you know, but that isn't the way it is now. Guys want to talk to you. Guys want to come up and, you know, our doors are always open. Brad's door was always open. If you have a problem, if something's going on, you know, let's air it out instead of letting it kind of build and all that negativity down in the room, you know, yeah. just come up and talk to us. You know, if you're not happy with something here, you know, we can 
do our best to move you along if that's if that's what you want. Yeah, figure it out. Um, one last one for me, and I know you got meetings to get back to here, but uh, obviously your wife uh, Jesse and two of your daughters uh, there today too. As well, I mean, you mentioned family is important. Uh, it's a job that requires a lot of hours. Um, you know, to see their support, uh, to have their support as you've gone through this. I mean, what's uh, what's family meant to you? Well, it's everything. I mean, really, they uh, you know they live those highs and lows with me. They're probably like, oh great, here he comes. Uh, you know, like can he just go back on the road again? But I mean, they, they've never. You know, that's the one thing when I miss birthdays, when I've missed things, when I when I haven't been able to go or you're at the rink and you're doing stuff. You know, the one thing over the years, I've never heard them complain once about it. Maybe they complain behind my back, but you know what? They've always been so supportive and uh, to kind of have them on this journey, you know, yeah. especially Jesse, right from when I was playing in the minors all the way, you know, to the NHL and and yeah. then on this side. So, you know, and the girls too, the girls don't really, they were a little younger when I played. They were like, you aren't very good dad. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, I wish you saw me maybe a little Check bit the before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube but, that stuff. But to have yeah. them here today, I mean, I wish Sophia, you know, Sophia would have been here, but you know, she's, she's busy. So I totally, I get it. <laughs> well, listen, we, uh, congratulations. Uh, it obviously, uh, Pride. We saw it, saw it yeah, uh, in their yeah. faces too, and uh, happy for you. And uh, look forward to working closely with you here uh, over the next years. Yeah, and you've well, got I mean, um, meetings. But you know go. what? It's <laughs> what feels good about being here. I know everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm home. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats again, Connie, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks.